0: Two eyes on. Oh. Do you understand the game a bit? Yeah. Have a look. I'm not saying anything to you in particular because I know you're not too accurate with your reporting. That,
1: that's what okay, you paid so you're saying. You're saying I should resign. So you're saying I should
2: resign. I yeah, think that's you your should, opinion. Yeah. Is that right? That's my opinion. Fine. Are you going to resign
1: then? No, of course I'm not going to resign. My I simplify things next time. <laughs>
3: hello and welcome to the National Curriculum. I'm Josh Parrish. Joey Lynch with me today. Say hello, Joey.
1: Hello, Joey. literally
3: it's a functional thing at the start of the podcast so people who are listening for the first time know what your voice sounds like it's a pretty basic we'll have a discussion off air nick
2: hello nick hello hello everybody see i'm not going to say a dad joke this time just keep it simple
3: and ante Yukic. there's only one ante Yukic, despite what we had in the technical glitch slightly before we went to air but ante how are you mate
0: Live and direct from Bulgaria. Welcome to the international <laughs> curriculum, everyone. It's going to be fun.
3: Jante Akic joining us here. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Snub. All right, let's uh, get through it because we've got a big agenda tonight and not just our personal axes that we're grinding, but also <clears throat> the topics that we're covering. Socceroos, Graham Arnold stays on, clinging on by hooks. Done, done, done. Oh, that's uh, how I'm viewing our World Cup. Qualification campaign. Joey,
1: uh, I'm reaction. sorry, I didn't hear the point. The point, but yeah. So, what do you want from me, Mr. Host? I
3: want. I would like you to react to the news that Graham Arnold will stay on until the end of the A League season. We've gone on for a really confrontational. Until the season. end of the A League season. A-League oh, season.
1: Uh, exactly. In the FC. End of the World
3: Cup oh,
1: qualification campaign. Uh, Um. To be honest, uh, if you told me this at any point that wasn't the, what was it, five days between the Japan and Saudi Arabia game, um, I wouldn't have been surprised that Arnold was staying on until the end of the cycle. However, I am surprised given that basically every man and his dog, were, including Graham Arnold, um, I'm not sure his dog, he got in trouble for walking that dog once already, so maybe we should just leave that one out of it. Um, But even Arnold was under the impression that he was um, gone, gone, gone from the Socceroos gig. And then something has changed and he's sticking around to see out his contract um, until... Uh, the end of the cycle, whether that happens uh, after a defeat to the UAE, a defeat to Peru, or after the group stages of the World Cup, or when we all end up with egg in our faces and Australia wins the World Cup at the end of the year. But um, it, it's it, with a situation like this, you have to examine the whys, as you have to do, as you should be doing with everything. And the question isn't so much. You know, reaction to Graham Arnold sticking around. It's you need to ask the question why is Graham Arnold sticking around? What happened between the initial reports that featured insiders, multiple insiders, we should add, going, telling The Age and Sydney Morning Herald, telling Michael Lynch, who, you know, doesn't do Um, grudges or axe grinding things or anything like that. He's old enough and ugly enough that he doesn't have time for that. Telling him that Arnold was basically on the way out to Arnold's stain after the Saudi Arabia game. What changed? Nothing changed with the Socceroos. In fact, if anything, the Socceroos, as as a positive for Arnold, got worse because they lost another game versus Saudi Arabia, not playing that well. The only thing that you can say changed was the external options available to a Football Australia. Something didn't appear to justify Arnold's departure anymore. That's the that, or they just looked at the kitty and figured, oh, we can't afford the buyout. So that's the that's the only thing I can think of that would explain why Arnold is still Socceroos coach after the Federation appeared intent on getting rid of him after the Japan game.
3: Ante, you were pretty vocal last episode about letting this thing play out, that Arnie deserves the chance to to see this through to its logical conclusion. Can Can you expand on that and what was your reaction to it?
0: Let me make the distinction that it's not that I believe Graham Arnold deserves to see this through, it's that Football Australia deserves to see this through.
3: And deserves to live with the consequences. That is
0: correct. Because, shameless plug, like I said... Uh, for Friday's article that was, uh, that was on ESPN. You're more than welcome to read it if you, if you, if you are so inclined. Um, this World Cup qualification phase is the culmination of every football decision that Australian football has made in the past, you know, decade and a half, two decades. In terms of how we interpret and respond to what happens on the pitch... This qualification phase, is, like I said, is the culmination of all that. And I have been very critical of Arnold. But I think that, as I also said in this piece, like this qualification phase was never about Graham Arnold, the coach. As an individual, he it, it was about Graham Arnold as re, as a reflection of everything that's debilitative with Australian coaching and and how Australian football interprets football, and in relation to what happened after the Japan game, they have uh, Football Australia have have essentially inflamed or exacerbated the the sense of martyrdom that always accompanies Graham Arnold when he's when he's met with duress. And that was the, I guess, predominant feeling that I had with Graham Arnold, how he was on the touchline, how he responded to events after the game, you know, for the broadcaster. He'd essentially, it essentially looked like he checked out. And this is not necessarily a new development. I, I feel as though, We've been like slowly progressing or you know regressing to this point with Graham Arnold in relation to how he's working within the constraints and confines of international football. Um, But yeah, I believe that Football Australia should see this through. They should. This is let me let me like I don't want to um I don't want to be seen as destructive in this respect but we have to learn the consequences of our actions and however negative that might sound however uh uh, however destructive it might sound uh, i think this qualification phase can be this can either be a, a massive learning experience for australian football or it won't be um i i sincerely, sincerely hope that it's the former.
3: Nick, can mm. you deal with another one of your countries missing the World Cup? Do you, do you think we, <laughs> we've we missed the boat here on hiring a, a gun-for-hire foreign coach to try and see us through a playoff in a miracle? Oh, for God's sake. Why would you have to bring oh, that up? God.
2: Joey, for God's sake, man, it's been nine on a, days on a now. Day, on, a,
0: on, a day where, on a day where England collapsed in another final today.
2: I know. Like, seriously, <laughs> the the richness. Just just calm down. Right? It's been <laughs> nine days. I, I put this to the back of my mind, okay? We're not talking about the other team. We're talking about the Socceroos. Um, to answer your question, Josh, no, I can't because we'll talk about this later with the World Cup draw. Um, looking at the draw and seeing, you know, the fact that Australia aren't there already and Italy aren't there it was quite depressing, at least for me personally. Uh, but you speak about, you know, trying to get a foreign manager and Gum for highs very similar to what Joey oh, no, said. you got to bring that up.
1: <laughs> I, I am.
2: <laughs> He's upset. Trying to make a serious point. Yeah,
3: man. Give him like, the floor. Oh. Give him the floor.
2: I don't even know if I should speak. Like, like literally. <laughs> I've had it up to here. My patience has been tested. Anyways, uh well, call, what yeah. I was going to mainly say is, you know, Joey made a good point about, you know, foreigners and in terms of, you know, whether <laughs> they were actually available, whether we could afford them. I think that that was it. I genuinely think they probably had a look at what was available, whether they could actually get them, and they weren't available for them. So they said, well, we've got to stick with Arnie. I just genuinely think, you know, as you mentioned as well, Ante, in terms of seeing it through, how many times are we going to, you know, so for my language, but shit the bed uh, in qualification phases, sack our coach and go for a foreign guy just because it didn't, it wasn't working out at that point. I mean, mm. 2005 with Good City was very different. Very, very different circumstances. The, we we didn't, we haven't learned from the Ange stuff and now we're going, we're already calling for Arnie's head. And just want to touch on one thing before I pass on to, um, to you, Joey. The discourse after that Saudi Arabia game on Twitter, have I never, like that was the point where I was about to honestly take an exodus for some of the the crap I was seeing and some of just the absolute tripe that was being served up from some people about trying to compare apples and oranges with Ange and Arnie in terms of qualification phases and, you know, oh, we, we went to the playoffs anyway with Ange, so, you know, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's all the same. No, it's very different. Very, very different, and then starting to look back and talk about English influence and all this other stuff, and Poms versus wogs and all this stuff. Like, what? Where? Where are people pulling this sh- this shit from? <laughs> like, in all honesty, where where are we pulling um... this from? It's just, it's just. Sorry, it does my effing head in. I'm just, I'm over it. I get it. Uh, if you
1: come out with a galaxy brain take about how this actually is England's fault at some point, No no something. no no no. I'm
0: I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say this is England's fault. Um however how much I'd like to say it is. But um uh, we'd love to say I it was I, 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 fault. I sincerely I sincerely believe I, in many that... ways
3: it's England's fault for you know invading Australia so many years ago. So you know that's, uh, uh, look, it's all uh,
0: been uh, leading to this. I don't wanna I don't wanna yeah,
3: I
1: can't argue that
0: the reality is i'm i'm not going to invalidate that there is a um a disjointed let's say cultural um dynamic here in australian football and this was something i wrote about after the um after after it was announced that Fornaroli was you know confirmed to be in the australian squad i think there there actually is on the pitch like a prevailing sentiment that Obviously not, you know, conscious. But I think there is a sentiment that there are that there are some Australian footballers who are more Australian than others, and I think that manifests in who we value in our football, uh, who we who we value as footballers in relation to the football that we want to play. Um,
1: would you say that when you're saying there are some footballers we see as more Australian than others, there are cert- or would you say that there are certain Attributes that players possess, which makes them seen as more Australian than others. Yes, yeah yes. So that's what you say. It's not so much in terms of profile, who they are, it's the attributes yeah. they possess. Yeah, in terms,
0: terms of profiles, like this. Is yeah, like but
1: just to clarify uh, for a the, the profile, the the but the
0: why I don't invalidate it is because how how you sorry, uh, let me just rephrase this. Uh, why I don't invalidate it is because I've always believed football is a reflection of self and who you are ultimately informs the kind of football that you want to play or the kind of football that you like to like to have or the kind of football that you want your teams to play. This is, I know it's like, these are galaxy brain areas, like, pardon the, pardon the, like, to get so deep yeah, I so really.
1: you <laughs> <laughs> no
0: but uh, i i sincerely believe that and um however much however much the immediate knee-jerk commentary in relation to the um the loss against saudi arabia you know sucked in one sense i can i can understand it it's just the channeling of that frustration is probably misguided.
3: Well, I've seen a lot of, you know, speaking of galaxy brain takes going around This is the recession we had to have to channel Paul Keating. This is, missing the World <laughs> Cup is going to make us come to our senses and we're going to finally see the light and learn what we've been doing wrong all these years. And we just had to miss one it's, to find out.
0: It's going to be hard to have a recession when, uh, when, you know, a 48-team World Cup is our effective quantitative easing. <laughs> that's, the, that's the housing it, it, bubble that is the World the... Cup. <laughs> no, Australian, look, Australian football is a bubble. Yeah. It is a bubble. It is absolutely a bubble. In multiple senses, it's a bubble. And the let's say the value of, of ha- or how much we value Australian football is built on fraudulent ideas and half-truths. I, I we we need to have this we really do need to have this however much it may be you know we can dismiss it as a uh, you know as a in, in terms of commentary we needed this World Cup qualification phase and it wasn't like and in comparison to let's say poster the distinction that has to be made is how much this team has linked to the line under arnold like, Thank uh, you, Mr. I,
3: Minister Keating. I know Dubarno was itching to get in there I with something. I was just
0: going to say one thing.
2: As someone, as you guys have all given me stick for for the past week, as someone who has seen a nation they support for miss World Cup, it's not the magic elixir, even though you can win a Euros in between. Maybe that's what they're looking at. Hey, we might miss the, win, miss the World Cup. We can win the Asian Cup in 2023. So it's all good. But no, just I, I, I hate that take so much about we need to miss the World Cup because... You know, we miss the World Cup. Well, that means, well, you know, that's we we make the World Cup. We get opportunity for the sport to grow because it's you know it's front and center of media coverage. You know, it's in people's faces. It's eyeballs on the game. It's good for yeah. the game. I think, regardless, as we've all said, like it, making or missing the World Cup, having a review and a written branch review, or you know, looking at where things are going wrong, that should be happening anyway. So, but, sure. but missing the World Cup, that that can't happen.
0: Yeah, yeah, whether we do it, whether we do it, don't make the whether we do it, don't make the World, or do or make the world Cup. Yeah. This should still happen. Like this yeah. is like how, uh, let's say that. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. Don't get me wrong, but it's just the nature of how we've gone about this, or the nature yeah, of absolutely this 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 qualification phase and how it's gone to you know the proverbial peer in this third in this third phase. This reflects a lot of what is wrong in Australian football and whether we do or don't make the world cup like that that dynamic doesn't
1: change it's not altered joey how do we learn from this
3: will we learn from this
1: well that comes back into this thing we're talking about oh there needs to be a gigantic review who would be doing said review you know how would said review being performed what sort of questions that would be asked i mean we've seen in the immediate aftermath (coughs) Of the reports that Arnold was going, that pretty much Tony Popovich became the presumptive candidate for the Socceroos job. Why? Yeah, like
0: absolutely. Like like it, was... <laughs> we, we don't understand the problem essentially in the same way I, that I we why. didn't understand I the problem why. with it, our, our hiring Arnold.
3: the the reason The reason Tony Popovich is the presumptive successor is is because of the two sweetest words in the English language: "d" and "f". Default.
1: Yeah, default because he is currently the most well-resumed coach in the A League Men's competition. Ergo, he is the best domestic candidate. No questions surrounding what methods delivered him success at a uh, domestic level and the continental level with the Wanderers campaign. What sort of factors behind the scenes at the clubs he were he was at uh, played in his success, and how both of these factors would translate to the international stage it's just simply a matter of well he's in the most life. he's got yeah he's got the best resume so let's call him up so i question what exactly would you know is a root and branch review conducted you know in this vein going to accomplish we have seen with the direction of the soccer is going we saw the when poster postacoglu departed who was appointed Bert Van Marwijk, almost a complete philosophical opposite to Ange coglu And then we went, and then when we were looking for our next successor as the long-term Socceroos boss, what was it? Well, we went to the well with the best A-League men coach back then. Let's just do it again. Without nice. that much thought surrounding the transfer, how his system would transfer to the international stage, because it's it's become quite clear at this stage that Arnold has attempted to impose his system on the international game. It was never just, really. you know, guys. I, I could see
2: it in about two months' time. If Melbourne City win the championship this year, you know, PK's name's going to. Well, I'll get to his right well. <laughs> No, no, I was just, I was just going to say you know, before, if, even before speaking so, of so speaking so good, of anyway, inflexibility, you know, yeah you know that PK's name is going to be thrown up there without even looking a bit at the way he coaches. In terms and, of and, the same, and the same matters for,
1: for Kisnovo as well, even more so than Popovich and that every single one of kisnorbo's accomplishments as a coach have come in that very narrow CFG pathway. And there is absolutely zero indication about how he would function outside of that mm-hmm. controlled CFG pathway. In fact, You and I, Ante, were saying up in the shadow realm that there are basically only two teams in the A League men's that have a philosophy that would survive the departure of a coach Hmm. Sydney FC, Arnie Ball, which we've tried at national team level now, and City because of the CFG influence. Just that Kisnorbo would be considered a national team as a national team boss two years into a senior men's career without having demonstrated. Go ahead.
0: Sorry, not. I I didn't say survive. I said operate. uh, Operate on the basis of a game model. That doesn't necessarily mean you know it's sustainable.
1: Just
0: let me you know. Let me clarify. Don't don't, don't twist my words. We've we've already
3: got one national team coach who's living in Sweden. Maybe we can get Eric Mombarts to coach the team over the phone. (laughs) But just
1: with Popovich, like he might. If he comes in with a, you know, 50-point plan, here's plan A. If that goes wrong, here's plan B. And he comes in and he demonstrates everything. He might be a great coach. This isn't a time. I'm not going to spend time right now quibbling about Popovich's veracity as Socceroos coach. And, in fact, speaking to some people at at Melbourne Victory, they tell me that they didn't call. Football Australia didn't call Tony Popovich um, in the preceding week. So um if some football australia did have somebody in mind it seemingly wasn't tony popovich i've been told yeah or an australian Uh, but i i just wanted to it was touched on there just this in the immediate aftermath of all this thing how with all the focus that has come not on how australia got there but just the laser-like focus on graham arnold yeah it's just become about graham arnold the person which has just dragged in all this redundant bullshit. Like, when we are judging this campaign, yes, at some point we can discuss historical context, but it doesn't matter, you know, that Australia also had to get into a playoff, you know, under Antipo Sakoglu, has nothing to do with the fact that Australia couldn't beat China. Um, in a must-win game, couldn't beat Oman in a must-win game, couldn't, you know, use an emotional homecoming um, for the first time in years against Saudi Arabia and get a result in that game. That is completely independent of everything. And for all this talk about castle, oh, we don't have the cash to go with Japan or Saudi Arabia. You couldn't, you didn't need to beat, you know, Japan, to qualify yeah, it got to this back. point it yeah. got to
0: this point because you know there were there were games like the vietnam game and even the even the yeah. opening games against vietnam and oman they were not they were not yeah. easy like the, <laughs> the <problem hasn't>
1: been-
0: <laughs> sorry i laughed when joey said that <laughs> my bad after man math. but after yes, that right, um, no no yeah, however the like
1: been, the problem hasn't been against <clears> japan Saudi Arabia. Yes. In the poor performances against Oman, against China, against Vietnam, these are the game. The, uh, these are the games in which I haven't heard anybody complaining about the castle in these games. And, comparing the two, but that's and, where the problems have come. Don't give a stuff about China or Japan. No, sorry, I don't give a stuff about Saudi Arabia or Japan. Why couldn't the Australians beat China um, in the Middle East when China had an even harder time? Of dealing with quarantine than the Socceroos, not What's the to mention for that one,
0: not to mention that game in isolation. But just as as we said um, when we were up in Sydney, it, we weren't able to act upon the underlying issues hmm. that belied the nature of those results. And the reality is, like I I must I, I I must disagree for a little bit because everything in international football acts within a continuum, and so. This is but that's what makes Graham Arnold's tenure so reflective. It's because we did have the body of evidence that it, that had existed over the past two World Cup qualification cycles. That's what makes this one so let's say reflective of how we debilitate footballers on, on not just on a soccer rules level, but how we debilitate footballers at every level or Stabilate decision makers in football at every level because it ultimately informs what happens with the Socceroos. And I, uh, you know, Sorry, did. I, I would, know, I would just hear a cat. Yeah, that yeah, was a cat. that's my cat. That's my cat Axel. Sorry, guys. see, she's, she's That, that cat's, No, that cat's just saying preach, preach, aren't it? Like yeah, you know, what? because yeah. <laughs> the uh, because no, like... <laughs> um, look, like I said, you, you know, I. I I may be abrasive in my commentary of the R league but this is why this is why I am, you know, as critical as I am of the R league and how we play our football at NPL level, how we play our football at youth level, the kind of footballers that come through those levels, which then ultimately are the only ones who are legitimate to you know play at professional level in Australia. This this is the sum of all fears. It really is. And I just, if we're, if people believe that a change of coach will solve our problems, then they don't understand the problem.
3: Well, like, speaking of trying to compete with I, Japanese cattle, I just cattle, want to add, like, come on. I, just, give, me, give, give, me, give, me, give me the gag. I'm about to throw to you. Give him the gag.
2: I was just going to say,
3: trying to compete with Japanese cattle is pretty tough. I mean, that Kobe beef is. Oh.
1: <laughs> Oh, it's worth like, it. I, I think this comes down to what is, the inability to recognise that multiple things can be true at once. Yes, the entire thing, like this entire thing, as you say, Ante, can be reflective of systemic failings across Australian football across decades. And Arnold can still have done a bad job. Yes, they're both like like they, can, they, can, they both true. work. they both yeah. You know, like... like the, the,
0: yeah, the reality is... Like,
1: it could have been the failings, and it still could have gone better.
0: Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily... Like, you know, as as we... And we come back to this, like, whether Australia qualified for the World Cup doesn't necessarily change the realities of what faces Australian football in order to, let's say, improve Australian football from a... From, you know, on a systemic level. Um, but I guess... This is this is this has been the thing that's been kind of that I've been mulling over. Australian football needs long-term change, but I guess logistically, Australian football can't see past next week. Uh, it's it's a tricky like dichotomy that we have to work to, but like it takes essentially it takes balls. We need balls. We need people who are willing to make big decisions and like who, who at least see the here. big picture. Sorry, listen. we're talking Simeone like here. No, nah, nah, nah. no, like need, we need, we need, we need to see the big us? picture here. We need to see the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're, if we're wasting, let's say, you know, fuck, we've, <laughs> we're essentially wasting the Silver Lake money on the A League and, you know, the, the sustenance of that operational model, uh, mm. what are we doing?
1: Listen, Sabano? I can't. Fig- Sorry, I can't figure There's- out how to get- embed tweets on the stream. But Shane Henry, Heraldo, just shout out me. to Heraldo,
0: TWGF
1: alumni. True. I just, yeah, it's true.
3: Yeah, read read it out for the pod.
1: Shane Henry um, slash um, Herald Zero. In the absence of me being on this sh- fine show, repeat after me: the cattle isn't there for Peru. Just as much as Australia. Correct. Which he follows up with saying, but for real, this campaign ending at Peru's hands, provided we get that far, would be sadly appropriate after the last one finished with people in Oz football lamenting a lack of NRI talent and not caring to learn a thing from the very same opponent under the same coach. Which is absolutely true. Facts. I've seen facts. I've, yeah. I've seen people talking about, well, Peru was probably the best draw Australia could have gotten. Really, even though mm. even though
0: even though they they have their own version of oriundi in uh, Lapadula, but look, uh, hey, uh, La Padula. Uh, well, look, there's
2: no Lapadula slander
0: on this. Of this no, no, there will be no Lapadula slander on this podcast uh, because he's uh, serious banter era royalty, um, but. Uh, the, the, Gareka, Gareka's utilisation in contrast to Arnold's utilisation of the players he has is, is night and day. And, you know, uh, I said this, look, I said this uh, on Friday or for Friday's piece, Australia can still qualify. Like Australia can still qualify, and but it doesn't render all of this irrelevant.
2: I just say one small thing? I think that, you know, in any sort of business team, whatever you have, I think constant review is always a good thing, as you mentioned, Dante, in terms of, you know, someone having the balls to do it. Well, who's going to have that balls within the Australian football ecosystem? Does anyone have those balls? Or is we going to have to hire externally and get someone in, like, you know, to actually come in and maybe do that? Who knows? But I want to answer, answer this question really quickly from Jack. Uh, just reading it out for the pod listeners. Nick, do you not think that argument of us being front and centre of media coverage, that is, is a bit meh. We've made four straight and aside from participation race, it hasn't taken us to the forefront of our sports media. Well, yeah, no, not really. Because if you think back to maybe 06, 10, 14 and even 18, when we played and we made World Cups, we were front page, we were front and centre of news boardens it was there.
0: More okay? important I remember. $20 million was that? is a lot of money.
1: Yeah, so
2: there Man, was. I, there was
1: it. I know you're young, Nick. I remember when we weren't making World Cups.
2: No, I was, <laughs> <so we're covering laughs> I was yeah. okay
1: <laughs> when we weren't making World
2: Cups. I was four years old. I don't remember a thing from 2002. Okay, I remember
1: <laughs> I was young, but I remember. Pepper, I, I remember. Okay, all right. Well, put on a hell do. of a spread, but it wasn't this for isn't... many journalists getting very many inches this... in the paper at that point. It was worse, it was worse,
3: this... Jack, if you can believe that.
2: Yeah, this isn't Pepperidge Farm. Remembers, it's actually going to get worse. If you know, we 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 miss the World Cup, it's going to get worse than what it already is, and it's dwindling right now. And I'm not going to go too much into, you know, the sort of A League coverage at the moment and Socceroos coverage and etc. But that's already dwindling. But if a national team plays well, even as we saw in 2018, when there was already sort of the shift coming out of you know the News Corp era and everything else moving into a different. Wait, you know, when the Socceroos were playing and when they qualified, beat Honduras when they were playing against France before the World Cup, we we're front page. We were back page as well. That's important. That's one thing gotta remember. Like, as much as you know, newspapers are an old thing of the past and everything, it still is there. It's it's history, it's it's a physical copy to actually say, Hey, we we're actually on the back page at this point when we were in, you know, we made that World Cup. Um, so yeah. I get to an extent what you mean, but I do disagree because I still think that participation rates go up because how are kids consuming the football? They're consuming it via media and the mediums that are there. So they see it on news boards and advertisements, everything else. They want to play the game through that. So you know, that's just my, like my, my 10 cents for that. Well, now, <laughs> and now it might be TikTok. And to be honest, you know, broadcasters probably dip into TikTok as we get close to the World Cup as well because they'll want to pump up, hey, we've got the rights and i will probably have paid advertisements. i will be all over YouTube or over Facebook, or over Twitter. They'll be everywhere. Like, God's sake, on Twitter today, I don't know if it's just my algorithm, but I'm getting main event bloody, you know, uh, ads for WrestleMania every second tweet. Like, you know, this is what this is what's going to happen. They're going to pump money into that. So, you know That's what? That's because it's
3: tracking the group chats and it's all you ever fucking talk about.
2: <laughs> not really, no. Not really. I know... Hey, Sorry, hey, we're,
0: we're, we're, talking talking we're deleting money. signal in that case.
2: <laughs> what, what I was just saying, just, just, just last point of that, look, I think regardless, if we make the World Cup, we get that media coverage because at the end of the day, the World Cup is arguably if we second behind the Olympics, if not ahead of the Olympics, is the biggest world sporting event like ever. So it's going to happen.
3: I'm going to go through all these listener comments. Edmund says, if history circa 1974 to 05 is a guide, World Cup qualification failures normally didn't result in soccer bubble burst in this country. Well, yes and no. I mean, we didn't have a professional league. So the, yeah. the stakes are kind of higher now. The pie is bigger. Yeah. And it, uh, yeah, the it costs it's are more higher. More precarious. The costs yeah. are much, much higher than they used to be. I don't. We're not suggesting that if the soccer is missed the World World Cup, football will cease to exist. You know, people will still be playing it and consuming it. It's just a matter of what what kind of health the game's going to be in um, as a result. Uh, and I'd say Jackson, the barriers
1: to re-establishing a professional league is probably a lot higher now in 2022 than it even was back in 2005. Uh, I mean... Yeah.
3: Jack also says this was a perfect chance for Vince Regari to make his TNC debut following his (laughs) beef with Mr. (laughs) Robbie Slater. You had your chance, mate. Good
0: leave. You had your chance.
1: Note pulled pulled out after Shrek Gate. Had
0: your chance. But not, you know what? Media watch. Let's let's go. Alan
3: Alan bringing up the fact that Macedonia didn't qualify. Uh, I'm going to leave that one as well. Is that... (laughs) Hey... That's Ben Halloran. Shout out to yeah, Halloran. Halloran, man. <laughs> good, good profile picture. We like it. but uh, Love it.
1: They, they had to be can I, can as well. I just Come on. The tough. There's too many people. Two million Can I just play the people the little clip that I was looking at earlier that I've now downloaded and added to the uh, actual... Oh, God. Uh, Go on, then. on. Man. I'm not you got to bring that up. I
2: am... I'm upset. <laughs> I'm so upset. I, I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> it wasn't me with all this over a dead whoa. Like <laughs>
2: But You know, you know With 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 <laughs> With With culture back at the moment The Josh Bellante derby happening right now I had ridden my mind of the Azuri not making the World In Cup
1: brilliant You know Two
2: Emily months of Emily brilliant Emily, culture man. to come but now you've got to keep reminding me of this.
0: Amply oh, Um, You know what? Uh, speaking of Robbie Slater, it was. I. Where's this going? Oh. <laughs> <I'm> gonna... <laughs> if I speak, but no, like, it's it's been very, very interesting to notice the inconsistency of commentary as this qualification phase has gone to shit. And the people who were, even after the Olympics, backing Arnold, are very, um, very disloyal. It's been very interesting to see. And for all of that, in one sense, fair play to Robbie Slater because he's backed his mate. But at the same time, just because you're a mate doesn't mean you shouldn't be
1: accurate. And Especially if you're going to take money to comment as a journalist. Exactly. You're like, right. if, if you're going to be paid as a professional to
0: comment about football, you should actually take, a, take an interest in actually understanding football and being accurate as, uh, with respect to what actually happens on the pitch. I was going back to um, – I was going through a lot of commentary – from when Graeme Arnold was hired. And fuck me, like there are media members in this country who have been grossly negligent in their responsibilities in service to the Australian football public. And it like nothing will change. Nothing will change. And that's probably the saddest thing about it. Both with respect to, you know, like I, I and that's where i'm at right now like i i I really i really want us to be better i want us to not be so un, like uninspiring i want to be proud of this team and what and what this team you know can represent but i'm i guess of the belief that there's a big disparity between what this team does represent and what it should represent Oh, Hi, as uh, Ryan
3: just said in the comment, Ante is ruthless. That's why he's on the show. <laughs> and uh, also, <laughs> speaking of speaking of great listener comments that strike our egos, uh, shout out to Ben Smith, <laughs> friend of the pod, Ben Smith. <laughs> uh, yes, you are correct, Ben. I am the best host. Uh, let's let's move on. Uh, Joey in the mud.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is. On. None of you have the great meme video that the young boy made just yet, even though I've got a sample size of zero, but that day More will come. Young, have,
1: none of need, our countries have missed out on the World Cup yet. That's we, need we, young,
0: we need young boy on this pod, man. We need, especially memes if, if, wild Scotland wild. Qualify, huh? if Scotland qualify. If Scotland qualify. Joey. Well, yes.
3: He, he'll just be saying, yes, qualified. sir, I can boogie on repeat. You might have, so, like, it, he's not it, going to it, say it, anything.
1: I look forward to playing Wales or Ukraine in the World Cup, mate. Right,
2: I'm looking forward of- to England going, going to out to the stage and it's all being over.
3: Uh, Geraldo, who's moved on to YouTube so we can embed his comments, shout out to me Shane. <laughs> I realise that this is going into hypothetical areas, but the damage of not qualifying for 1978 to 2002 was far more unseen in how royally it messed up the game's growth, leading partially to the, re- pa- uh, to the reset yeah. of 2003 that's an excellent yeah. point as yeah. usual from, uh, from Mr. Geraldo uh, let's as go from- to the Matildas squad <laughs> uh, which was announced last week uh, with one notable absentee uh, who was? Hey, later give me a call.
2: Give me a phone it. call anytime. I'd say, give me a call anytime.
3: <laughs> as an injury later included as an injury replacement, Alex Chidiak, uh, in the preparations to play New Zealand. Uh, still, Avi Lewick remains unretired. So apparently, her inclusion for uh, the Asian Cup was more permanent than we well uh, than was advertised. But you know, we did flag that on the on the show when when it happens so she's sticking around uh what do we make of this selection from Tony
0: G for selection or like you know are we going to talk about what actually matters with this squad or like okay. Go the, on the this. squad as a whole we because we, Guys,
2: can I just butt for two we, seconds? Tom, Tom Rogic has just, has just scored in the old firm. It's already 1-1, and it's the ninth minute. So Aaron Ramsey scored for Rangers, and Tom Rogic... Fuck, what a
0: footballer. What a
2: game, guys. What, what a game of country. Go, just,
1: why are you bringing that what up? out you count down. Of viewers tells everybody the, the why is, more entertaining. Why does,
0: why does Aaron Ramsey have to play for clubs I despise? <laughs> <laughs> um, look, uh, with respect to the Matildas, one comment that was like almost seemingly insignificant in Tony J's presser was um, how he viewed Gori as a, as a super mm. And that was very interesting. And like, I guess... If I was allowed to ask more questions in that press, I probably wouldn't have let that one go through to the keeper. But um, no, look, it, it's – I think we're going to see – I think that's my first impression. I, I do want to save some evidence for this respect, but um, I think we're going to see more of the same from Tony G. Hopefully, this or over the next week and a half, I'll be able to find out more as to, as to why. So I'm not really gonna kind of go all in, but um, so you're not, so you're not yeah. WhatsApping each other yet. I don't have WhatsApp, mate. You for know context, that.
3: Uh, uh, for context, Ante's follow-up questions were interrupted by the media officer at Football Australia because they were running out of time.
0: And uh, because Tanji he asked, like, said,
1: of them. <laughs> "Well, we'll I only about- asked two,
0: and I got stopped on the third one. All right, I understand that I was hijacking the presser with some can, football can I, questions. Just,
2: Ante got "I just stay." As someone who wasn't in the press or listened back to it, Joey's tweet made it sound like it was a real hostile, like Tony G was like, no, you know, no, really hostile. No. I was expecting a Luke Beverage <laughs> like situation. You have it for tweet. us. But then listening back, it was like the most wholesome interaction possible. He's like, you know, well, you could call me anytime, mate, Ante. If you get that number, I'd be calling him anytime, mate. Like, just, just give him a buzz. Be like, hey, let's talk some yeah, more,
1: man. well... Currently, he's in the wet Sundays at the moment, so he might be interrupting his holiday. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, no reception. No phone reception out there.
1: <laughs> hey, he, better
2: a, hey, he better have a bloody good tan by the time he rolls around on Friday if he's in the wet Sundays. No, he's,
0: he's, he's, he's Scandinavian. He'll be red. <laughs>
2: Uh,
3: all Didn't right, say what kind of ten. Tony G's holiday destination. I mean, we we usually talk about the uh, <laughs> the marquee players coming to Australia for a holiday. Oh. Have we got marquee coach? Anyway, sorry, I'll move on. Joey?
1: Just my impressions of the team, which are not um, changed by the mm. injury-enforced addition of Alex Judiak, or indeed the addition of Katrina Gorey, given that it too was injury enforced by Holly McNamara's ACL is the apparent complete lack of competitive tension for spaces within the Matildas team. Despite the fact that this is a side that would have missed out on automatic qualification for the World Cup had they not been hosts at the Asian Cup. Um, it was also quite illuminating hearing hearing Gustafsson talk about that um, Asian Cup defeat, but more on that in a second, I guess. Seemingly, the answer to these problems for a series of friendlies against, with all due respect, New Zealand, you know, a side that ostensibly should give you a bit of license to reward form in the very recently completed A-League women's season or perhaps just mix things up, the squad is unchanged. You know, I can't even give credit for Katrina Gorey because Katrina Gorey would have been in that Asian Cup squad had she not withdrawn, um, withdrew her name from consideration at the time. There's just been, I'm yet to see any evidence that anything has actually been learnt from the Asian Cup. Like one of the things Gustafsson said during that press series, we went to two was was it two, Anto? We went to two external um two data for data providers. Hour. Two outsourced yeah. data providers. Two outsourced data providers for to look at that thing. And that tells us that, you know, nine times was it nine times out of ten or ninety-nine times out of a hundred, we win that game against Korea. Well you didn't. You know, and you weren't playing that well i you know I, I quite appreciated um you know friend of the pod george clark from AAP, when gustavson um, asked him, what evidence are you basing us uh, um just going back going to long balls in that game against south Korea, just responding while well, i watched the game and that
0: is he true. Dropped, yeah he dropped, he dropped an i test reference in in response to stats it was like the most it was the most football twitter thing i've ever seen in my life like in real life. But, uh, uh, like something about that, something about that really irked me because like, like, or no, 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 Gustafson's talk about Clark the dry. fact that the, 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 the Gustafsson's talk about um, Australia didn't play long ball, second ball, Diag football. When, if you look at the data, you compare who, like you compare the teams or you compare Australia to who had, relative amounts of possession, the share of long balls for Australia was almost double that of any of the other teams at the Asian Cup. Like you compare to China, you compare to Japan, you compare to, uh, who was it, South Korea and Iran, even though Iran fell out in the group stage.
3: But did you notice, Ante, did you notice that when he said they were playing the ball... Uh, you know they were they weren't playing the ball uh, as often long as they did before. He wasn't comparing him. Uh, they were he, he wasn't comparing the Matildas to their comparable teams in that tournament. Yeah. He was comparing them to themselves in the Olympics, yes. which is like when Apple does a press conference <coughs> and says the latest iPhone is twenty percent faster. I mean, twenty percent faster than what? The last <laughs> iPhone. They're not comparing it to any of their competitors, and, that, and that's was, just a was, nonsense. Nonsense comparison.
0: But uh, and that was that was a thing. Like I. I... Ooh, I was so close in that presser. I was so close in that presser, getting, getting to like the core of, you know, let's say the 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 systemic issues of how the Matildas play, and uh, I, I'm really intrigued to see how Tony Tony interprets this, um, because are, I think I think there are, let's say fundamental aspects of how Australia play, which impacts the relationship between defence and attack for us. When you look at how the Matildas are against better teams in immediate phases of, uh, you know, defensive transition, that relates to how we play with the ball. And I'm, yeah, I'm very intrigued to see, one, how Gustafsson interprets this, and then, two, how he responds to this, especially with... A midfielder, very varied profiles this time. When you consider Wheeler, Gory, Chidiac, Van Egmond, uh, from memory, who was the last one, uh, to Mikael and Fowler. So not all you this time. So I'm very intrigued to see what happens. Ante, you said,
2: you, did you say the data? The numbers don't lie. If we're going to be talking in reference, the sign is going no, to into the whole thing. Numbers, numbers, numbers don't lie. Numbers, they spell <laughs>
0: Numbers don't lie, but the humans who interpret them do.
2: Yes, the numbers don't lie. And let's see if they spell disaster next week. <laughs> Listen, it just it approached Stoll to... would kill me by now. Uh, like, on that subject, about...
3: Ryan says, Where is Nick Stoll? I thought availability was the mm. best ability.
2: <laughs> bang, bang. No ticker, Nick Stoll, mate. <laughs> ah, where are you, bro? Hey, He was in Melbourne, apparently. He didn't even ask to yeah. come uh,
0: business. Yeah. In Melbourne. Where
1: are you? He was in Melbourne. Joey? He's left. Um, yeah, just on the squad as well, we've talked about the lack of um, lessons that appear to have been learnt in it. And I think it is disappointing in that we, Gustafsson obviously came out and basically told Australian players still in the A-League women's competitions to get out of Dodge and head overseas, which in a vacuum, that's fine um, if that rule is applied universally across his selections, um, that accounts for everybody. Um, and then that's respected, which, as we have discussed on this show in the past, hasn't been the case all the time. Some players have been told one thing, other players have been told another things, and you can imagine how frustrating it gets for the players on the outside looking in. But What was frustrating about this is, like, we saw the initial squad it didn't really seem to be based off form, like A-League women's form for the best part. You know, like Chidiak was initially on the outside, Kyra Cooney Cross was included. Those two were playing next to each other throughout the entire A-League women's season in the exact same midfield. So it's a one-to-one comparison in terms of oppositions faced and the like. And Chidiac played better. Chidiak is only three years older than Kaira Kuni Cross. So neither of them have even entered their prime yet. So age isn't a factor. But one stayed and the other didn't. Th- these are the questions. And the same thing once again. What does Angie Beard need to do to get a look in, in any of these squads? Mm. I don't know. It just comes back to the lack of competitive tension. And it just, I, I'm struggling to see. The logic that's driving these selections. I feel as though I'm paying attention. Bless you, Jordan. and yeah, feel as though I'm paying attention and not being rewarded for that because if you know what I mean.
3: Mm. Well, I mean, it, it does make you frustrated when it, it, there seems to be an obvious answer if you've watched the A League Women's this season and the. Selectors, selectors, uh, plural, uh, come to a different, uh, different decision, but, uh, look, I, I do wonder how much of a difference personnel will make to the Matildas when they're essentially be playing with a tactical straitjacket on. You know, I, mm. I, I wonder, I wonder mm. even if, if Chids and Gory are unleashed in this team, if they will be allowed to be themselves.
1: That yeah, will absolutely be weird. a job share situation. Gori and Shityak will not play on the park. Yeah, at but the same I'm time. saying
3: even in the, in the hypothetical that they they, yeah. they were allowed to play that way, I I don't know whether the, the handbrake would be released.
2: How much can you read into beating putting in big performances and beating New Zealand anyway? Just genuine questions from the two games. Like what, other than maybe New seeing, York. yeah. How much can you depends
0: really how many take own goals they score. But, and even like, in, even in the games against Brazil, sorry, like even in the games against Brazil, there were there were aspects that showed we were really suspect and volatile. Um, mm. You know, when, especially like even in the first game when we played with Kyra Cross as, that, as a defensive midfielder, there were very very apparent susceptibilities um, in how Australia played. Sorry, go on.
2: No, no, I was just going to say like because it's a difference. If we're talking about opposition, just based off again, no disrespect to New Zealand, but Brazil and New Zealand very different teams in terms of quality, how much can you take out of, you know, more than likely the Matilda's winning both games, you know, because everyone looks at results and results are a good mm-hmm. thing, aren't they, instead of process. Um, if, the, if the game style doesn't change and there still are those same issues we saw at the Asian Cup, you know, are we going to be having the same conversation in a week?
1: <coughs> well, New Zealand was the only team up until the Asian Cup, that Tony Gustafsson had actually beat inside ninety minutes, weren't
2: they? And they only won that game two one, like they scraped over the line in that game as well. So,
1: mm. oh no, they beat um, Brazil as well, didn't they? So I yeah, lie yeah, on that. In one. the, the friendly, that, that was yeah. game that was, Brazil, but that was, but that was the only beating. competitive. That, that was, but is that, is that, that 20 was,
2: 20 but that was after the. If we're talking before that, that was the first game he won in ninety minutes because the Brazil game was in November. The Olympics were in July. Mm. So yeah, so.
1: Still, all the same. I don't
3: uh, know, any, like, any final Matildas thoughts before we move on?
1: All no, good here. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm I waiting. don't. I think. It, I think with, with with the Matildas, it's very easy to get polarised and start talking about certain players, particularly young players, and kind of heaping a whole stuff on them. Mm. You, you don't blame any young players, especially for the situations they find themselves in if they're getting picked or if they're not getting picked. They're being put in a certain situation to become flashpoints, I think. Yeah, it's important to note. All right, how do you think,
0: you know, coming into this window, how do you think Australia should play? Better. No, 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 no. <laughs> Line Put a lineup. Oh, up. starting lineup. Well oh. I mean how should you play?
3: It's a friendly they're
1: friendly No, not how players. should you, how do you
0: want to play with this with this squad?
1: Gori Chidiak and a runner in the midfield.
0: <laughs> okay, what do you what do you complement that with? In up front or defence? You... Where everywhere. Uh, 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 uh,
2: everywhere. All right. All right, let me yeah. let me on, let me pop the squad. Hang
1: on. Stop, All right. you, you. You stop playing Sam Kerr as just a you know an Easter Island statue up front. You know, knocking everything in. You deploy her wider. Mm.
0: I don't necessarily.
1: think that's gonna.
0: Yeah, I, 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 yes, I, I, I'm cool with that. Um, kind of what? Yeah, what? Like, I guess this is something that hasn't been um that hasn't been considered. Why don't we play with two up I,
3: I think a three, 5 two. I know. I think a three-five-two would actually help. I think it would help. we've got we've got an issue at centre back, and it pro- provides extra cover if you can get. Uh, a a centre back in there to to help out Kennedy and Paul yeah. Horn with the lack of recovery See, the pace thing
1: is, Isn't wishing for a three five two almost wish? Isn't it just kind of flirting with it will inevitably end up with either Steph Catley or Ellie Carpenter as this, a centre back in that. But system. the
2: thing is, it doesn't have to happen because you know as much as we talk about Ivy Lewick, you know coming out of retirement, it's it's a long you know farewell Dwayne Wade kind of tour. It's, you know, we can play her in the heart of a back three because she's got the ability to play out. She's decent with her feet. Like being mm. a six, she can drop in and be the person in between. You can play. I know Alana Kennedy and Claire Polkinghorne aren't necessarily the quickest players, but you can maybe trial that uh, and play Ali Carpenter and Kat Lee as wing backs. That might be an option. But I, I could – but, Joey, you do make a good point. I think if he did go to a back three, it'd be something similar to what we saw at the Olympics – yeah, where three, it was four, all systems go three four three. Ali Carpenter and Steph Catley playing, you know, as or one or two of them playing as you know right left sided centre backs and one of the wingers, whether it's Kai <laughs> Simon or Haley Razzo, more than likely Haley Razzo playing as a wing back.
0: And that's fine. Like Hayley Razzo playing as a wing back like, is you know more than viable. But if it's a three four three, we're playing hoofball. You know, no no no, not in a three, not in a three four three. I think uh, look, if we play in a three, we can play absolutely play three five two. With
1: yeah, but I would much rather have Ellie to play back back. Um,
0: You can play. You could like in a 3-5-2, You probably you could play Gorichids, but You could even. You, you might be able. You might be able to get more out of Fowler. And you,
2: Fowler you playing play, as a wait, playing her as one of the the midfield, like in the middle, or playing her out wide, or in yeah, the front, in two? the middle,
1: in the middle. Yeah, you can okay.
0: like just you can you can probably maximize penalty area entry with Fowler, and probably yeah. utilize uh, Cooney cross in a similar way, um, and you're not taking away what Ford is best at, and you're still keeping Kerr with an ability to stretch a defence, and you know do what she believes she's good at essentially, just good with uh, you know just with a better hand.
2: Yeah, good points that Ante, about Fowler being, you know, sort of a late run merchant in a 3 5 2. The best example of that is the 3 5 2 we see in all of footballs with Inter and how they use Nicola Barella as just uh-huh. spamming late runs, you know, getting in those areas to play final balls or scoring goals. And that's what Mary Fowler does with, really well. And with so,
0: Barella, so, and with like to use that example, with Barella, you have like an incredible DM who plays without the ball. Australia yeah. has that. Like the Matildas have that. Like theoretically it can work. It's not like you know, we're transferring, you know, well, you know, because Team X does this, team Y can do this. Like there are let's say there are attributes or balances in profile that are compatible to um for the Matildas to play in this way.
1: So what basically what TNC if TNC coaches the Matildas <laughs> <laughs>
3: Incredibly they've elongated gone. and contrived way for yeah. Ante to get to his three five two points, yeah, says but, um, Alan.
0: Uh, but uh, with, uh, so look,
1: I, I, I did want to see what you
0: guys thought in no. that. So
1: we got Lydia, Lydia Williams in goal, or are we mm. shipping her out for taking Michael or Mackenzie Arnold? Uh, or... I'm
3: thinking Mackenzie Arnold because she's playing. Mm.
2: Whoever's playing, um, for me, yeah. Whoever's fine,
3: yeah. I, I'd be fine with Casey Dumont if I'm honest, but she's not in the squad.
2: So <laughs> I think Casey Dumont needs a rest, there. She's she
1: She's so wrapped in bandages like Lawrence Thomas. XY, Grant, huh? We've got goalkeeper X Y Z, back three Kennedy, Pulkinghorn, Lewick.
3: I'd yes, rather try I'm somebody else. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it. Who's in the squad? Charlotte Grant. Charlotte Grant or Courtney Nevin? Yeah, I look. I don't think. I don't think we really have experimented enough in this squad. That's why I'm annoyed with it because the Asian Cup was a failure. We haven't really played since then. Isn't that the point of these friendlies? We've gone back to the tried ticket sales. Yeah, well, we've
0: gone back to the tried and true.
1: It was incredibly noticeable in the press conference. Did you pick up it? He didn't say performance or preparation mode. What he's lots. back in experimentation no. mode. Yeah,
3: he never. We've said gone back. The preparation. We flipped the whiteboard and part over, part and we got a is, clean yeah. whiteboard again. Back to the drawing.
0: No, but you know what? Like, this scope to do this, like this scope to at least try shit, like, and not even, not even with respect to let's say a Ford, for example. I think we can better integrate Simpson coming into next year. She's absolutely a viable option for for Matilda's going forward into a World Cup, uh, given this, who Australia has. Like she's compatible.
1: Uh So but let's let's keep going. So we've got just hypothetically. So we've got Hulkinghorn Kennedy, third defender could be Lewick, could be experimental figure. Catley and Carpenter as the wing backs. No, I, I I'd or, take, I'd take Catley. I
0: take Catley left centre back with uh, Razzo. Razo as the, Razo wing as the back.
1: left as a wing-back with Carpenter. Mm-hmm. There yeah, we go. I wouldn't mind that. Mid- midfield three of Chids, Gorry, and one of flexible. Fowler or Cooney Cross. I oh, think Fowler. Front, or Cooney Cross is or there. Cross
0: is out. Potentially yeah. flexible. Yeah. Potentially yeah. flexible, let's say.
1: Front two of Kerr and Ford the... with Seamson or... as first alternative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: say well, just tricks the midfielders. <laughs> <laughs> but Absolutely. now, guys,
2: let's, let's bring this back to reality. How are they actually going to line up like, on Friday? The same, the uh, same, the fucking
3: no. same. Because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different <laughs> result. But you know what this is? You know what this really is, in, in my view, is have you ever been in an environment where there are people on contract and there are casuals? Yes. And <clears throat> the casuals are treated like dirt? Yes. Because... They're casuals and they're fucking expendable. This sure. is what happened. This is this is in many ways the PFA's fault because the way that they achieve equal pay for the national teams is to get what is it twenty Matildas players a year on contract, and that basically removes Limited all. The scope. It, it removes all competitive tension in the squad. It it establishes a hierarchy, and there are even hierarchy tranches within that. I think it's a bad system. I think we fucked up here. I think we are need you, to go back you, to are you, team. These, are you calling these
0: are you are you calling these collateral uh, what collateral debt obligations? Synthetic <laughs> no,
2: CDO, <I>, a CDO. <laughs> <a> CD- <laughs> are we? Are much, we, like, is, is this the big no, short no, right now? I
3: I think in like another employment context, you know, that kind of system might have worked, but in a sporting Sports context, different. Where different. it's different. You have to have more competitive tension. As Joey Lindsay out of the frame, so as not to uh, is da- <laughs> damage his relationship with the PFA. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 really don't think it's a viable system when you're trying to establish uh, a squad where no one is uh, ingrained. Everybody can be dropped. Everybody can go to the bench. Everyone can be left out if their performance is dip. And that's that's not that's not the situation we have right now with the Matilda. So if we just run it back. All right, let's, uh, after I get cancelled and, uh, you know, I won't be on the show next week, guys. Bye. But um, uh, let's go to the World Cup draw, shall we? Deja Vu. Swear I had a, a, you know, I saw the the Black Cat twice. I had the Keanu Reeves glitch in the Matrix when I saw those groups. You know, Brazil, Switzerland,
2: all these teams.
0: Brazil, Switzerland, Serbia, and then you had, uh, let's say, a potential of, um, you know, France, Denmark Denmark, or Australia or Peru. Peru. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Like Tunisia,
3: the interlopers. But uh looks like if we get there, it's gonna be pretty much the same lot of fixtures again. And it's made me uh, less enthusiastic about this World Cup, if I'm honest.
2: And a World Ooh. Cup that doesn't even kick off with the host as well in the first game. They've they've just bumped Qatar to the, the, the was it the three AM Melbourne slot and they've put Senegal versus Netherlands, which I think low-key is gonna freaking slap. Um, I mean, but, like a better yeah.
3: game? Like Qatar versus Ecuador, isn't and it? Then, like that's that's an underwhelming game. You
2: picture. know what the best thing is about it? Oh, bad had Russia-Saudi Arabia open up the World Cup in 2018. Um, We all know probably not going to get into all that sort of <laughs> that stuff with Russia and Saudi Arabia. But uh, human it's, right good right say that it, it's good to see that at midnight, we finish off the first game and we're going to Sada Asmol, putting on an absolute 40 class there and knocking it and putting England down on the mat in the first game. It is going to be Fantastic.
1: Hmm. What about what about? I don't see uh, how you can hate from outside the club. You can't even get in.
2: Hey, <laughs> the club. Will, as I said to you last week, the club will be at my house when England get knocked out. So that that's going to be the the party. We need we need Flexible a bit mate. of uh,
0: respect, 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 please, respect. In the in the words of a great a great trainer and a great a great coach. Um, but you know what? There are I know. World Cups always provide uh, let's say uh, a suspension of reality and Infantino was leaning into that heavily during the draw and it was like
2: FIFA! 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 FIFA. It was it
0: was was gross Talk about
2: reading the room, right?
0: Yeah, man, but with that all being said there are some ripper groups in this tournament, man. I can't, I can't lie, man. There are some good groups um, here. Like, you know what? Uh, uh, did Germany get knocked out again in the group stage?
2: Well, let's talk about Group A because Group E is like the group about... We don't talk about their histories at a certain point of the 20th century, right? Mm. Between the three teams that have qualified. Mm. Not going to get too much insight. I think that fell a bit flat, mm. but anyways. Um. <laughs> But anyways, um, <laughs> I think this is interesting. I was too busy I mean, fiddling
3: with overlays no, to try I, and display I, I, us all alongside it. Back to Nelson's spec on home
2: improvement.
1: Isn't <laughs> it? A, <laughs> right?
2: So, Spain, Germany, Japan, and potentially, what, Costa Rica, New Zealand? Yeah. Yep. I think That's yeah, last. I think Germany, I think Germany, Germany looking at a third place finish potentially because I think Japan might um house their way might, to a second yeah, place finish. Yeah, Japan
0: know? might do it, man. Japan, Japan, uh, like people are, people are already saying like you know one and two already lo- wrapped up, man. I'm I'm not so certain. I think Japan, no. Japan has a chance to you know get through that group there. I'm, um, I'm you, I want I want to ask you about Group F though. I want to ask you about Group, group F. F. You're winning Group F, yes.
2: Continue,
1: Group yes.
3: F containing Belgium, Canada, Morocco, <laughs> no, and Croatia. Yes. For the record, And it's,
1: it's going to be so Group interesting S1. watching those three nations compete to finish second to Canada. Group S <laughs> one. Group S one. I'm
0: uh, like, and I started. You're already looking... moving beyond Belgium. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> he's
2: he's thinking round a sixteen, man. I'm... The lid is off, baby.
0: <laughs> you think? I'm, if you, I'm thinking round the sixteen. I'm I'm thinking quarters already, man. Right? <laughs> i think he caught so No,
1: you look, think, Hang, look, on, realistically,
0: hang okay. on. Realistically, okay. I know I'm biased, but oh, I. No, no, I seriously believe I, our our midfield is too good to short this team. And you know what? If Dalic, if Dalic, uh, you know, <laughs> adjusting yeah. the way that he has over the past window, this team will function. Uh, the uh, The only thing that will be definitive, essentially, is who he pairs Kramaric with. That, what system is he playing with now? Is he What's playing four three three 3 still? No, he's... he's So he's gone from uh, 4 3 in 2018 to a mix between four four two Diamond and four three three. We went four four two. played four four two at 2 um, at Euro 2020. Played- but you
1: lost to England.
0: No, we played four four two. Yeah, against against England and against Spain, we played four four two. Then played four two three one against Czech Republic, four three three against Scotland. Um, then we played a, a whole range of you know formations during Euro- European qual or these these qual- this qualification phase. Three at the back for us. It, it's it's the best solution, and you know what. It gets the most out of the players Croatia have. This team will right. function. Like, we should have seen
1: it really like, coming—the I mean untasted like, version of fixing the Matildas, which is to just just turned them into. No, Klay. no, look, no. It's because they are linked in the sense
0: that you get the best out of you get the most out of yeah. your best players.
2: Can I just say before the NRI fiends come in and turn around and say that Belgium are <laughs> going to finish top of the group? I can't wait to see. As much as I like what Roberto Martinez did with Wigan, I can't wait to see Roberto Martinez ball fail again at a big tournament.
1: Man, Belgium,
0: Belgium, Belgium is why the term NRI exists. Let 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 it be known <laughs> the to the kids, punters, the gods. Let it be known to the punters. Because hey, hey if you shout a-
3: out, shout out to the Ireland fans who, in a recent friendly against Belgium, when Thierry Henry's face, the assistant coach came up on the screen. <laughs> boo like the loudest booing you've ever heard in your life it was just, oh,
0: but you know nice. what i think uh, i think morocco is a, uh, that's it's an open group. it's an open group going is the good. group is one two it's no no no, no, no like we'll win it but th- this is not going to be like a canter because i'll oh, go for a no goal I was just going to say you know, I'm I was not gonna say,
2: out uh, Canada oh, either. I, I, I like Canada, man. I, I, they're yeah, they're right um, in the spirit at the moment. The Canadians, it, it, yeah.
0: Like it's it's an open group, um, but look, the reality is that you know it becomes a matter of not you know matchups, in the same way that it was for France in twenty eighteen. Like you know, we called it in those you know, those Mundial using shows on it, FNR. But um, you know we we <laughs> spoke about <laughs> we spoke about um. You know France getting stronger over the course of the tournament for the pure fact that they weren't going to have the ball. You you compare how they played in the group stage against Australia, Peru, and Denmark. They were arse, but as soon as they didn't have the ball, like they were unlocked. You know, like you know Giroud can play, Griezmann's you know has more space to work in. You have you know pace on the break as well. Like Mbappe has become a far better player within this within these four years. Like he's you know he's just about just about the best player in the world. Um, it's uh, the matchups will be interesting. The match is it a different?
3: If it, is it a different proposition with uh, with Benzema in the mix this
2: time? One <laughs> hundred. Um, I think they've nah, got a bit more in the front final. Third sticks, with, I think, with, I, think da, 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 da. I think he
0: sticks with uh, sticks with Giroud. Yeah,
2: Mate,
3: breaking I'm the record, Giroud. Giroud. or is he not going to score Giroud. a goal for the whole tournament again this time? Nah, look.
0: <laughs> You think about Giroud. the goals they scored at that tournament, fucking in 2018. Jesus Christ, against Australia. The they had that, they had that deflection that <laughs> off, that went off the bar in the net, and then they had, you know, that went all the way to the final. Like even the goal that fucking Griezmann scored against Uruguay for two one when uh, when Tabarez made that double set. Even Tabarez the VAR the decision
3: set. against Josh Rizdon, I'm still, I'm still Jesus angry about it. Jesus Christ, man, they were
0: kissed it. on the proverbial the whole way through. Like, but it'll be great when they knock out England in the quarterfinal.
2: <laughs> um, let's no. Uh, let's actually, our right, actually go through the groups and give some quick yeah, reactions, still... shall we? All yeah. right. Uh, group A.
3: Yep. Qatar, a. Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. That's gonna going to be a fun group.
2: Man.
3: That'll be a very fun
1: group. I'm going Netherlands. On, type... on the subject of Qatar, I think it's also noteworthy that this draw we've sort of kind of seen, uh, and a few writers that were present at the draw have begun to have noted it as well. Qatar have now sort of begun to push back against mm. the criticisms that they have been facing and it's kind of it's the home stretch now it's real yeah. and they're beginning to push back and you know like we've seen now now apparently rainbow flags will be confiscated and mm. qatari officials are telling Gareth Southgate to go and get fucked and- <laughs> get or- <laughs>
0: basically it's anyway
1: it- it's going to be remarkable really? because, like, the lead into this World Cup, like this World Cup in Qatar, bloody hell, man.
2: Yeah. Like. But all I'm saying is based Italy. Be-
1: Base Italy. <laughs> Fuck. But, like, I've, I'm just getting flashbacks, you know. The tournament is going to be fantastic. It's a World Cup. They're all fantastic in their own way. But you know what I was thinking about the other day?
3: Celtic discourse. I was thinking
1: about a lot of the, you know, the tweets and the posts I saw from Australians coming back from 2018, talking about how great Russia was, how fun it was, and about how they get a bad rap in the Western media for talking them down. Flash forward four years, (laughs) like. And i can't help but feel like we're going to get an exact repeat sports washing mm. works man
0: yeah. it works yeah.
1: mm. like it just works and we're already seeing it right now like we're getting pushed back against rainbow flags all of these signs that we of progress that we were going to get oh yeah the workers aren't you know dying in droves now They're
0: not slaves they're workers yeah. they're not slaves <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, they're not slaves for workers, and they're not dying in drugs now. And I'm like, oh, what progress! And I'm like, what do they want a cookie? Like workers, like they're not working hundreds of people to death. Mm. Like this is cause celeb for celebration. Mm. Like this is. The I don't fast, know, man.
3: man. Every like... group is the group of death, says Taurus. Nice one. <laughs> oh.
2: Honestly, honestly, guys, I know it's going to be a 48 team World Cup in 2026, but that. That USA-Canada-Mexico tournament is going to be so fun to go to. Like as a working... a working uh, a of time in transit. I'm going to have fun. But... Yeah, have fun. When I go there, I'm going to have fun. Don't you <laughs> no, I, I'm still going to have fun. Six
0: tours, Nick Devano.
2: Hey, no, no, no. I'm going to have fun from a working point of view. Go to LA, go to New York. Please. Ma, please. Please. T- I'll be... I'll be 28 at that time. I hope that I've settled <laughs> down. Right, hey, like, like every
0: player, like uh, 26, 28, that's your time to win a World Cup. Nick Devano, 28 years old,
1: 2026. 20, ah. what, uh, what you can get a sign to, like, <laughs> what to what do, do, <laughs> into, like Kansas City or something and he's just fucking <laughs> <laughs> tumbleweed. I
2: mean, the, uh, the, the Socceroos end up playing in Kansas City, like Cincinnati, and I don't know, they award a Cleveland. Cleveland no, or like didn't. they end up building, building
0: a in stadium in, in, in Montana or something like that you know
2: <laughs> 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 I'm not on it you gotta bring that up I am I'm upset <laughs> I'm so upset I I don't know what to say Anyways, anyways,
3: let's get our predictions. I reckon, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's. That's what we were doing. Um, group A: group Qatar, A. Ecuador, Senegal, Netherlands. I'll, I'll go Netherlands, Senegal to get through.
2: Uh, Senegal first, Netherlands second.
3: Qatar,
0: Netherlands. Qatar. Ooh.
3: You reckon? And one for 2019 as well. No, yeah. you, you reckon it's going to be South Korea, Japan, spec like refereeing decisions. Or... no, nah, contra it. Okay. Alboez
0: right. Ali on the Fief. counter attack. Rapid,
3: you know? man. Rapid. Alboez Ali. I, I like Joel, those you hopes a, this You got time a, time a tip?
1: Uh, Netherlands, Qatar. Ooh.
3: Okay. Wow. Two, okay. two, right. two Qatar predictions. Uh, the next group is England, Iran, USA, <laughs> and the winner of the Euro playoff, which will be Scotland, <laughs> Wales, or Ukraine, I believe. Uh, Could Ryan's England season, have Iran are coming at least easy. second in Group B. People are under- underestimating us like they did in 2018, and we were one point from knocking Portugal out. Uh, Portugal I love sucks. that that Iran Portugal game was awesome, by the way. And that was, was so that the
2: game fun. with with the uh, with that throw it the, the when he tries to do the like, the front uh, flip? No, and, no and that was
3: that was um that was Morocco. Was that Morocco? You sure?
2: I think that was Iran, wasn't
3: it? Or Spain? It might have been Spain. No, it no, definitely wasn't Iran. It, it wasn't Iran Portugal.
0: <laughs> um, I'm gonna. Inshallah, they they uh they finished top of the group, but um. Yeah, no, nah, look, right. I, I think I, I think England and then um, yeah, Iran, I, Iran, I think finished second as well. England, I Iran. think the United United States. Oh, like I watched I watched that qualifier against Costa Rica. They're as bad as Australia on the ball. They're fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm
3: I'm ruling yuck. out
2: I'm
3: ruling out um I, <laughs> U.S. Think- right now.
2: I think the US finished bottom of the group. Did uh, they finish below only those three te- uh, teams that make it from Europe? I'm going. Uh, heart says Iran and Scotland. Head says England and Iran.
3: <laughs> Joey.
1: England and Wales.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! You mean you mean you <laughs> bloody bastard? Uh, I'm going. Uh... Scotland top. I can just imagine second. just lucky,
1: just watching this stream, watching me predict Wales get through. Huh? What are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> oh god! The more yeah, videos we, are I playing, like, <laughs> Not the one that ends with the gun being pointed <laughs> at the script.
2: It just has to go up, man. <laughs> All right, Argentina, scene. Saudi
3: Arabia, Mexico, and Poland make up oh. Group C. Argentina, Mexico.
2: Um, talking about like glitches in the Matrix, is it like almost every World Cup, every second World Cup, feels like Argentina and Mexico play each other?
0: No, that's Argentina like, and Nigeria.
2: <laughs> well, they played, was it 06 and 2010? Definitely they did, I think.
0: 06 and 2010, they played. Because yeah. uh, 06 and, was the Maxi Rodriguez
2: banger, wasn't yeah. it? In, in extra time. Yeah. And um, played, I'm going, yeah, Argentina, Mexico. I can't see Poland or Saudi Arabia going through. Yeah. Poland are too
0: reliant on go to Levant.
3: I'm gonna go Mexico top, Argentina second.
0: Ooh. I did watch them. I did watch them on um on Friday.
1: They aren't bad. They aren't not bad. Argentina to go top. Mexico to collapse under the weight of expectations <clears> and Poland to <throat> come second. The, the,
3: uh, Mexico makes last 16 every time and they lose every time.
0: That's the, the that's thing the is like, yeah, role. like uh, the, but the crazy thing about Argentina, they have, they have vibes, man. They are, they are hugely expectant. And the Argentine, Aidin Rustich does make them a bit more dynamic. Uh, Rodrigo. Yes. Paul. <laughs>
2: okay. Um, Honestly, I, I hope Giovanni it. Simeone gets his call up though for a good I season. Said, I thought you Eagles meant Loselso.
0: I was like, oh, no, bad. no, no. Like, hey, they are pa- they they're very similar. Like both eye test and statistically, like it's crazy how Papu, similar
2: they are. We need Papu Gomez at this World Cup. We need Papu Gomez there. Papu if he's game. not in the plane, I'm going to be livid. No Papu. What, the is it, what is it? No Papu. I'm going montón talk Instead of, <laughs> of Baila Como el Papu, be non Baila Como el Papu. Like, mm. seriously. This All right, let's, Go let's move
3: this along. Group D, France, Denmark, <laughs> Tunisia, and one of UAE, Australia, or Peru. Right, so let's call it Peru. Um, Terrorism Who's group. going out of this group?
2: Uh... he's going through, I should say. Uh... Denmark and France. Denmark first.
3: Heraldo reckons Denmark better than 2018. Peru with their best strike and not suspended mm. for the first two games this time. Yeah. That group much I, better I so than too. 2018. Denmark are better than
0: 2018, but...
2: I think Denmark
0: and... That France doesn't... France. I don't... I think it's... It's still pretty tight. Mm. France obviously go through with terrorism. Um... And, yeah, it's it's lucky dip for second spot. Terry yeah, and Teo
3: France.
2: Hernandez.
0: Fra-
3: France-Denmark for me, Joey.
1: France and Australia. Expect to win. Nice. Right, it. Love the conf. <laughs> hey,
2: guys, Group... just before we move on, if we get to the World Cup, can you guys seeing us get to a stage where we might, you know, be in a similar situation to twenty eighteen? We're playing Tunisia in the last game. I don't even know if that's how it's going to work out. But say we played Tunisia in that last game, it's like we need to win,
0: and we lose and we like need two-nil. You know, like imagine we come to that last game against Tunisia and it was like, we need goals, we need TBK Hill to come on, man. Like,
1: <laughs> why? Would and be, we uh, already saw how Australia played, needing to win against Japan at Stadium Australia. So, you know, man. you know you
0: know who we can bring on his hand? You're the one who said Australia's has got a My Fuck, you did, man. How's your consistency, man?
2: You know who we can bring on his hand, Tim Cahill? What? We can bring on the cum dog. The cum dog.
1: The cum
2: dog.
3: Well, I'm okay. all in. Man. contains Spain, Germany, and Japan, uh, and the winners of the Intercontinental Playoff, which mm. will be... Either Costa Rica or New Zealand. This is a... this is Ryan's a, asking, will New Zealand make it? I reckon I they will.
2: I'm not ruling it out. I reckon they yeah. will. Yeah, no, I don't we're think we're Costa saying, Rica are Costa. the same armored tortoise as they used to be. And I really hope. Did they you don't see make Costa
3: Rica's up. media promoting the game with a picture of a Costa Rican player and then a picture of a New Zealand rugby player, like doing a <laughs> <the> Haka? <harker. laughs> like that's literally all they think of New Zealand. Like it's it's amazing. <laughs> Isn't it? Um, um, this is, this is an
0: open group, man.
3: Uh, I'm, I'm Spain, I don't know. Spain,
0: Germany for me. I flat
2: out don't know. Um, I'm going Spain and Japan, guys. Uh, no I think I, I actually do, I don't rate Germany at all, Josh. I no. do not rate the what little bit. Um, oh, actually, my...
3: can I revise? Can I revise one of my earlier predictions? Yeah, go for it. There is. We were talking about this uh, on one of our <laughs> Euro shows on FNR, Nick. There is a World Cup know. curse. If you win, you go out in the next group stage. And that pattern is held Ooh. since 1998. 1998,
0: when, when <clears> France, <throat> France went out against... When they lost against Senegal in the opening game. And they yeah, so after.
3: 1998, France winning, and then 2002, um, going out against Senegal. Yeah, I every, think every, every, cha- every champion gets knocked out.
0: France breaks I mean, it's a, it's a powerful Look pattern. at the group, man. Look at the group.
2: Hey, but we got we got Aussie spirit if we get through. I'll tell you, how are they going to
1: break our That's spirit group, if we get through?
0: All
3: right, Spain Spain, and Germany for me. Germany um, and Japan.
1: Germany, Spain passed the ball around for 90 minutes against New Zealand but can't score in a must-win game, and Germany and Japan go through. You know Ooh. what, guys?
2: I hope New Zealand make it because I want three games of Jason Pine on commentary. And I hope that we get it in Australia as well. It's an We get, we get Jason get <laughs> Jason. We took on the world and drew, and, and we get Seto 7 m back with them back as well.
0: oh Cup Could you imagine oh, Harry Nader through to a cup world, cup. world Cup? Philip Rollo
3: says Ben Wayne yes. to score the winner against Spain. Shout out yes. to Phil.
0: Yes. Philip Rollo. If we get the
2: Wayne Train at the World Cup. Imagine jo- we get Joey this at the World Cup. Yeah, that'd be so good. says Croatia <laughs> out group stage.
3: Come, co- come, on the, come on the show and I say that, you coward. <laughs> come on the
0: pod, mate. Yeah, say totally awesome. to you, <laughs> Yeah, You
2: coward. <laughs> I hate you. All right, group, group, I group you. F. I think, I think we know Ante's you. prediction for
3: this one. Group F, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Uh, Croatia,
0: Ontario. Morocco. <laughs> okay croatia, Morocco.
2: uh croatia and belgium get through because they get one big win and then play crap for the other two games
0: mm.
3: joseph
1: croatia and canada
3: croatia canada oh
0: i was going to say yeah because oh, you know croatia, what canada. like it, because we've got belgium belgium will need a win in the last game i reckon and they're not going to get it against us
3: You don't reckon Croatia will rotate the squad after winning their first two group games,
1: bro?
0: We did that against Iceland in 2018 and won. So, um, (laughs) I'd say if Croatia
3: smash anti-football sons, so
2: (laughs) I'd say Belgium.
0: Belgium are just you know what? I'm not. I'm not going there. Uh, Belgium are not serious team.
2: If if Croatia smash Canada, is Luka Modric going to get on the bike and be like, "Who's your daddy, Montreal?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's going to do the Sean Michaels. (laughs) it's on the Canadian flag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would.
2: Be, I'd, you know, be un- and, I'd say Robbie should probably
1: do it. Just and uh, and what Alfonso Davis just turns into Bret Hart and <laughs> I don't know what's Croatia's equivalent of that. Croatia,
0: Croatia didn't respect the time-honored tradition. Croatia.
2: All right. right,
3: I'm... I'm gonna say I'm interrupt all these references and say that uh, Belgium tops the group on goal spr- difference, Canada. and Croatia comes second after the two sides draw in the last game. Uh, Belgium being a group stage uh, group stage team who racks up goal difference against Minnows and then chokes when the going gets tough in the knockouts. Mm. Uh, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. Can we just roll this back from last time around? Three of the same four teams.
0: Brazil Serbia.
2: Uh, Brazil and I'm gonna say Switzerland. Do
3: you remember the Serbia Switzerland game last time? That almost Oh, do
2: World do we, we remember the Serbia Switzerland game, Josh? Do we remember the debacle. Do you remember the Dmitrovic <laughs> v- like <laughs> sandwich? <laughs> the May I remind of- you of the <laughs> A certain celebration, you know? Not, not... Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, Serbia you, go
0: through. Yeah, you Serbia
3: may and may through. not see it at George Andrews Reserve on a weekly basis.
0: <laughs> Serbia go through and then beat Portugal in the round of 16.
2: Oh, again? Again? Not again, but not the who qualifies. qualifiers.
0: Yeah, you know, if Portugal will end up top of the group.
2: And then Alexander Pujovic gets a call up for Serbia as well. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Big trio mate. <laughs> can play. Joey? Yeah, can
2: play.
1: Joey. Uh, Brazil. And you know what? Effort. Cameroon, because I haven't tipped enough African nations yet. Hey, we Joey haven't gotten to the best one yet. Uh,
3: Brazil, Serbia. And now uh, my favourite group in the whole tournament. Portugal, oh, yes. Ghana, Uruguay, Korea, Republic. Oh, The otherwise yeah. known as the first Uruguay group. Of art, group. Man. The Piccolo from Pong Europe. revenge game.
2: Guys, guys, have you guys had a look at the fixture? Ghana and Uruguay play the third group game. Yep. Yeah. That it has all the hallmarks of, in the words of the bootlegger, this oh, could get F and This is, uh,
0: yeah, this is a ripper of a group, man. Uh, this is a ripper is of a group. Uh, 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 this, is, this is the uh, the quintessential too close to call.
3: Nick, we already did France, and I already made the point about the curse, the winner's curse. Um, mm. and then he reckons they're going out. Say it to uh, me
0: have... face, mate. You're back and
2: <laughs> <drop>. <laughs> um, I'm going to say... I'm, I'm going to go... Portugal get like finish on five points and top the group because everyone's going to just car crash and draw against yeah. each other. And then Ghana scrape through with a heart and soul win against Uruguay in the final game. Like, just pure heart and soul... And you know who's going to score the goal just to piss off the course so she's happy but also pissed off Jordan Ayu, because she can't stand Jordan Ayu. And Jordan Ayu is going to come on and score a goal like Eder did in the final of Euro 2016. Doesn't do anything else for the national team, but scores the most important goals since 2006 for it. I can't
3: top that. I'm on. I'm on board with that, Nick. I'm on board I'm with. On
0: board with I'm on board with South Korea qualifying. Ooh.
2: That's. I think they finished third
3: interesting
2: i'm
0: on board what, with south what does south korea
3: got going for them? month they? they have
0: son and they have the hwang in biong he's he can play man he can play it's been so good to watch him like you know because he was in that there was a period where he went to uh, we talked about it like you know before when it happened when um when he's dealt to the MLS as a consequence of his agent going through. And then because he was, he was in, he was in the army at one stage and then he played a couple of seasons, went to the MLS and now he's at Ruben Kazan. He can play. He can play. He's a proper midfielder. I like you know that
3: who bit. I like, who I don't think gets enough international recognition in, um in the in the senior setup is uh yun bit garam absolute baller man and also his name can be sung to the tune of y- ymca which uh you <laughs> know is always, always
0: fun. i like him man uh, um you know what that that <sighs> i think it's it's fair how that first group in afc qualification has panned out like there is a big disparity between iran south korea and the rest of that group um south korea quality uh, uh, yeah, I think I think they'll go through. Um, but it, it's a really, really close group, I reckon. And last prediction, Joey.
1: South Korea and Ghana. South Korea and Ghana. Kua.
3: Portugal. C-
2: C- hey,
1: Portugal going, without the group I, stage. I just hey, want you can't finish uh,
3: third give the pass your way to the, the tournament ball. win.
1: No, listen, I just want bad things to happen to Cristiano Ronaldo all the time so yeah <laughs> fair, fair enough manifesting
3: hey. uh joey are you gonna are you gonna call it an early night now or are you gonna stick I'll with stick us till the better end all right let's nice. go a league speed rounds we're done on the world cup and we'll go through all the a-league men's fixtures in let's do it in 10 minutes guys let's do it i believe in us i believe in us <laughs> Uh, let's we can actually
1: finish with... under two hours because Stoll's not We here. almost got 90 minutes. We almost got it you know, under 90 we minutes. Know,
0: 90 minutes we almost, almost
2: got the, the reason why too we too many wrestling references two hours that's why. is because Stoll complains that much about us not finishing at a certain time to choose up those extra seconds.
1: And you take all that out mm. and look
2: at it right now.
3: Let, let's not make the same mm. mistake. They completely
1: derail the show. Stoll's complaints about the wrestling references and the lack of, staying to time are the 24-7 title segments and of the National Curriculum.
0: I reckon, I reckon there are five minutes of every show where he breaks it up because he's taken a piss out of you saying right, we could
2: We could do this and, in the and also, cut We haven't even here. spoken a about WrestleMania yet, yeah. so, you know, like
3: that's <laughs> a big A-League speed round. I'll start with the Sydney Derby. Sydney FC, in
1: three. <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> <Western> oh, Sydney
3: <laughs> Wanderers, two. Trent Bahaja with a brace. Wow, what a player. Um, So, Ryan Grant's red card, conveniently left out of the mini-match.
2: You know, if we're talking about pop culture references, it's like Will Smith recently, Hey, he's been, you know, like, get the Will Smith uh, men in black with Ryan Grant's red card, you know.
0: Never happened. (laughs) Get Ryan Grant's name out of your fucking mouth.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you're (laughs) we What did we make of this one? Uh, A mistake from Milos Ninkovic on a defensive corner, letting Toma Hemet (laughs) equalise. Uh, but Trent Bahadja with two breakaway goals in the second half securing the points for a pretty struggling Sydney FC outfit, uh, and that is a very important win for their finals chances. Shit game, born well, of pragmatism. I mean, yeah,
1: I don't, I didn't know Tomahamed was allowed to score from open play anymore, <laughs> uh, so that was a shock. Um, yeah, neither Shit team game. played well. Mm. Like. Yeah. It, it, and if Sydney FC are going to rely on Trent Bahadur being lethal in front of goal to win them football matches moving forward.
0: Not going to be able to do it. Yeah.
3: Well, potentially an even uh, worse game was uh, Adelaide United nil, Melbourne victory one. Uh, victory mustered a total of one shot on target, uh, which was Marco Rojas's winning goal in the seventh minute. Uh, probably... The most notable thing out of this game was recurrence of some Josh Cavallo-related mm. booing among, let's say, a small segment of the Victory traveling support, uh, which we're still waiting to hear back from uh, from Victory from the club on on official comment on on that one. But good on the supporters who did take to social media to to call that out. Mm.
0: It's just, oh, can just, I just uh, shit,
1: Joey? Go on, Joey. <sighs> Good on the Victory supporters for calling it out and getting on it immediately. Yeah. I get the distinct feeling that I, if this has indeed happened, and as we say, we are awaiting official confirmation that it did happen once again, inevitably, I think a part of it won't just be booing Josh because of who it is it will be booing Josh of some sort of infantile reaction to the criticism that was received from the first incident at Amy Park, which it's not worse. It's just so stupid.
0: Infinite. Like you already said,
1: it. Like, yeah. Like Give you, it you, you, you big bad idiots accused us of being homophobic. So now I'm going to ironically be homophobic to own you. Like, what? Yeah. Like, it's pretty, I don't idiot. get it. I don't get it. It's not, a, it's just, it's no, not no, no, a, no.
0: Like, I'm, not it's, cool. it's, it's just stupid. It's shit.
1: Yeah. So. Like I said, good on victory fans. The vast majority of fan victory fans for calling it out, as they did the last time. We'll see what happens from it, you know. And as has been pointed out, you know, it's like the Adam goods so, Oh, we're booing him because of this. We're booing him because of that. Really? You're booing him, you know, to steal somebody's username because he's a flog? Like, <laughs> just grow up. Yeah, Like, grow up, man. Seriously. Like, booing somebody because they're gay. Like, do you really have that? Like, and this is a message to anybody that would boo anybody Mm because they are gay. Do you really have that little much going on in your life worth feeling good about that you can only get your rocks off by paying money to go to a ground and boo somebody because of their sexuality or their skin colour. Like. Yeah. I don't get it.
2: I think it lots thing of is, things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The sad
2: thing is that we're still having this com- like that this is still coming up as a conversation that we have to keep calling it out because this shouldn't be happening anyway. It's it's so messed up. It's so, like, so even messed if it's
1: up. Just, even if it's just one fan there that's just yeah. decided to prove it's one too many, mm-hmm. and like, even if we're wrong, and none of it was happening on this happens the other night, this shit still needs to be said because we have not reached, you know, we have not reached the point where there are Josh Cavallos at every club, like in every
2: sport, everywhere.
1: Yeah, if it comes, if if given yeah. the choice between not calling it out and calling it out you call it out every time yeah. because Absolutely. the alternative is that when it does happen you don't call it out You and somebody that really needs the support doesn't receive it yeah like what i'm never going to apologize thing? for calling out accusations of homophobia like i'm not i'm
0: fair enough
3: and nor, and nor should you um, let, let's go to Western United two, Central Coast Mariners two. Uh, the Kumdow, Captain Kumdow,
1: Kumdow, Kumdow. The
3: second in particular was marvellous. The
1: big he was
3: denied yeah. the hat trick and the win by Jamie. The, on,
0: ho-wee on, the, the um penalties
3: The penalties, whatever. I've I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> well.
2: Whatever. cum Kumdow. That's all that That's all be yeah, that yeah, that said. No, no. Look, honestly, having. having uh, sat through this game. The dog versus Green uh, Arnold in a kennel from hell match. <laughs> Can I just, just say, the, come the, match. seeing the come dog go from undesirable in Scotland to undeniable in Australia, to use another wrestling oh. reference, that's no, not oh. be happy about. Um, it is great to see him in this form at the moment because Nick Montgomery summed it up perfectly uh, in the post-game <laughs> presses. Like he's what is he? Twenty-six right now. Uh, he's, you know, hasn't reached his peak just yet. We can still get five or six good years out of him. He has something that no other Australian forward has. You know, he's got five mm-hmm. goals, five assists, gets himself in good areas. These are his words, by the way, aren't they? This is what he has mm-hmm. to say. But five know. goals, five assists uh, this season. And he was fantastic yesterday. He could have had more than just a hat-trick. Um, it w- he even had said it was not a good penalty. Uh, it wasn't the best save from Jamie Young. It was, you know, just a really poor penalty of the day. Um, Western United were not good. Let's just sum that up again. They were not good. Um, they were open defensively. The chasms between midfield and defence were just, like, they were maddening about how big they were, letting Cummings and co, you know, really just have fun in there. But then Western United going back the other way, they had a good run at the uh, start of the second half, scored a nice goal through Prijevic, and they conceded straight away. They never actually, in my opinion, there were maybe a few bits where they looked like scoring, but they never really looked that convincing. Um Aloisi spoke a lot about, you know, some, some areas. I saw that uh, little sub uh, comment that went up just there from Ante. But, um, I mean, Aloisi spoke a lot about the conditions. I mean, it was a bitter day yesterday. It was like 13. It was windy and everything else. But I don't know. I think they were quite fortunate at the end of the day that they got a point from that. And they're starting to lose <laughs> ground at the top right now. Like, they're, they're in a safe enough spot to say they're going to finish top two. But... First place, City is starting to get that gap on them, and I, I, I don't know. I'm get, getting a feeling that I wouldn't say the wheels are falling off, but that doubt is seeping in with each passing performance. Mm.
0: Starting to limp. Yeah.
3: Interesting. Um, interesting.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm. Well, uh, let's go to. Uh, speaking of limping, uh, Wellington Phoenix nil, Melbourne City six. Uh, shout out to Teo. Oh. Pelliceri on the commentary for the uh the Manita uh, when, Manita, uh, when yeah. I went to fight. Among other references like this week, yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, shout the very, 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 very one sided game.
1: They need us involved. involved. <laughs> this will, <laughs> it's make will make headlines. Well,
3: <laughs> I mean, it was actually I, I did see a Wellington Phoenix fan page you know, just doing the uh, Mr. Incredible meme with, you know, finally a a Wellington Phoenix kickoff time that's not like after 9 p.m. in New Zealand (laughs) and then the slow descent into darkness as each goal went in, which uh, summed it up pretty well. But hey, no more daylight savings. So uh, you'll be able to watch Wellington Phoenix get thrashed at far more convenient times.
2: (laughs) Can I just say, um, just in terms of this game, Patrick Kisnovo saved his best quote of the season for this game. Uh, a shout out to, to Forza Harrow for it's not the a final question field to to, for
3: Panic is Norbo,
2: yeah. But uh, <laughs> Harrow Harrow asked him about you know, are you looking at starting to look ahead? You know, you got a bit of a gap on top of the table, you know, Premier's plate inside, blah blah blah. And PK turns around and goes, The only plate <laughs> that I'm thinking about is the plate of pasta I'm gonna have at my grandmother's tomorrow. And I gotta say, PK, like kudos to you, mate. I would be too if I was going to my nonness for lunch the next day, so shout out for that. but uh, Melbourne City, I mean, it was peak Melbourne City, you know. Wellington just crumbled after the second goal went in, and they started all right. Wellington, I've actually got to say, first half, they were all right, but you know, once the goals started flying through, and Wellington is so undermanned, especially in midfield right now, they they crumbled like you know, they they were just not in it. And I've got to give credit to Marco Tilio again scoring twice off the bench. Uh, they just looked really really good. So, good win for City. Wellington, though, their defence and their goal difference might be the reason they don't play finals, and it's a real shame because their best football proven in a pretty dull season for the whole league that they probably should be a finals team when they're at their best.
3: Well, let's go agree. to... Well summed up, Dubano. Let's go to Brisbane Raw 2, Newcastle Jets nil, where the breakthrough in the 83rd uh, minute was made by... Oh. Mr. Henry. Oh,
2: damn, short. <laughs> Hang on. Do it again. <laughs>
3: Uh, sorry, it was uh, by Henry.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, I'm uh, a dead. Whoa! So, um,
3: <laughs> Newcastle, uh, flattering to deceive yet again. Um, that was probably one of their worst performances of the season. No Pena, no Pena, no, no party. Opinion. Yeah, Excuse that me. that like,
0: you know, that probably be even worse without Mikel Tese, But yeah, that. Oh, oh, oh. He conditions how they play, and it was very interesting to see Thurgate today. I'll say that.
1: Apparently, somebody has just thrown a glass bottle at Joe Hart. Oh, what? Oh,
0: well,
3: just, just up. as well. Just wow. as well, we, uh, we we're not getting the the old firm derby in uh, in Australia because imagine the, imagine the Daily Telegraph the day after.
1: Why, it it would, it would have to be sort of some sort of Melbourne derby in the W League just last season, Josh, for that to happen. Mm.
3: Run their memes, shout out. Nick looking like a young Italian Colonel Sanders. <laughs> you cannot unsee. He's, 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 what,
0: he's too drunk to taste this panettone, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, so,
3: think,
0: thanks, fingers you looking mate. good.
2: Thank you, thank you. I don't know where shout to take run their memes, Absolutely.
3: And uh, finally, the game we saw just before we came on air, MacArthur 4, Perth Glory 2. Perth opening the scoring in the first minute through Ante's boy, Girano Colli. Uh, but uh, MacArthur fought their way back into it. Despite having 10 men, they managed to turn this one on its head, scoring twice in the last 10 minutes through Hassan Toure. And a very, very late sealer. through we...
2: Before we get into this, guys, just say a shout out. you your tweet about Tyler Vecchio, on Ben old.
0: <laughs> so your brothers.
2: So you guys know Vecchio in Italian also means old. So it's just the perfect,
0: nice one. Oh, so get... your brothers. You, you, could you imagine Tyler Vecchio a bit old, just out there in front of a club, like saying, "No, <laughs> yes, but." On footballing matters, play the kids, Ruben. Play, yep. Just, play them. Yep.
1: Just do it. That's the only play thing Perth Glory should be looking to accomplish. Play them. The rest. Well, of the I season. mean,
3: according to the Paramount Plus graphic, Richard Garcia is still in charge. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, like uh, Ruben Zidkovich has is uh, imme- like immediately operating from the shadows after travelling to <laughs> <for> the Shadow <laughs> Realm.
3: I hey, what a ball from what... uh, Davila to, to Al Hassan Touré, though, for the goal. That was mm. a very nice pass.
2: Mm. Can I just say, what is with Adam Zimmerino's haircut? That haircut? That is That is that is an insane rat tail. I do know it's a mullen tail. Bat- That's it's what's wrong fun. with
1: his haircut. He's a footballer. I, Still, I brought though, this
0: up a little while ago. It's like a wrestler haircut. Only wrestlers can have them. <laughs> well,
1: I brought, brought
3: this up a little while ago in this show, I thought, but this is uh, this is Rodrigo Palacio reborn. It's the, mm. it's the braided rat tail from the 2014
0: speaking World of, Cup. Speaking of City Ass banter era royalty. Yeah. See what,
1: the, the A-League men cannot be a proper football competition until one team is playing 4-4-2 and at the front two. One of them has the hawk haircut. The other one has the animal haircut. So they have one <laughs> full haircut combined.
0: We need Paul Ellery uh, on the sideline
1: as well.
2: This is what we saw
3: from uh, from Perth Glory Marina today. And I, I just don't think he should be allowed in the pitch with that. He should be, he should be booked <laughs> for that kind oh, of... Anyway, that brings us to an end of today's episode of the National Curriculum. Shout out to you if you made it to the end. We're just coming up on an hour 50 Shout now. out to you if you
0: even listen to us for like two minutes, man. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I know. I mean, just...
3: especially when we head, oh, and... no. head to head with Angeball. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, if, yeah. If, you're, if you've if you been listening long enough and watching the streams for long enough that you understand these stupid in-jokes, then, uh, then we <laughs> salute you. We salute you. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Joey Lynch. Thank you, Nick Dabano, Thank you, Ante Jukic. I've been Josh Parrish we'll speak to you again next week.